millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey now. Hey now. And welcome back to the show where two childhood friends discuss their favourite childhood movies. I'm Emily Sandford. And I'm Barney Lee. And whether it's iconic lines, musical moments, or just questionable outfit choices, the films we'll be talking about on our show are unique in their own way. And today we will be discussing Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Warning, this episode contains nostalgia and big love for smooching. I'm afraid you are mistaken, sir. Don't give me that. You've been smooching with everybody. Snuffy, Al, Leo, little Mo with the gimpy leg, cheeks, phony Bob, Cliff. <laughs> Cliff! He's not doing too well, is he? <laughs> Had a heart attack on the spot. As if his job can get harder. <laughs> Serving all of these snobs at the plaza. He's just like, oh, great. Great. After all that, I've been accused for smooching. Although I'd kiss a guy called Snuffy. (laughs) So Home Alone 2, Lost in New York, was released in 1992. So this film is as old as me. Wow. 28 years. Oh, 29 years old. Gotcha. Gotcha. I just realized I'm a year older. Um, It was directed by Chris Columbus. Now, Chris, he's directed films like, well, obviously Home Alone 1 and the Harry Potter franchise. Yes. Well, at least the first two. Oh. Then it gets a bit dark and mysterious. But yes, we can thank Chris for a lot of amazing films. Absolutely. And it was written by John Hughes, who is like an 80s legend in the movie industry. Obviously, films like The Breakfast Club, Sixteen Candles, and everything else. Home Alone 1 was so popular, so they had to make Home Alone 2. One year after, Kevin has been left at home and has had to defeat these horrible burglars. (laughs) Well, we love to hate them. Harry and Marv. He accidentally finds himself stranded in New York City. And Harry and Marv may be in New York. Or they are in New York. I mean, they're on the film poster, so. Yeah. Do you know what I actually do love about the plaza? Is that they offer a Home Alone 2 fun in New York package. Break it down for me. Okay, so you get to stay in a really nice suite that Kevin would have stayed in. Yeah. You get a limousine ride around New York City. (gasps) So you're going to visit locations like the Empire State Building, the Rockefeller Center, Central Park, Carnegie Hall, and Radio City Music Hall. Mm -hmm. You get a large pizza. I was going to say. In the limousine. Thank God. And then... When you come back to the hotel, 
you get like the room service and they give you a Home Alone sundae, which is 16 scoops of assorted ice cream, whipped cream, maraschino cherries, M&Ms, brownie bits, chocolate caramel and raspberry sauce. That's a lot. And this isn't listed on the website, but I hear that a pigeon flies to your window (laughs) and serves you breakfast. (laughs) Hope you like worms. Good morning. <laughs> now, hold on, hold on. Back up a minute because Kevin specifically has a line in the film where he asked for three scoops in a Sunday. So where the hell are they getting 16 from? I have no idea. To stay in this room or to do this experience, it's like a thousand pound a night or something. Oish. So do you get an inflatable clown in the bath? That's what I want to know. We would have to call the plaza and find out. Okay. Let me call them now. Hello. This is Barney Lee, the podcast host. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, we reviewed Home Alone 1 in our last Christmas Classic series. And obviously now we've watched Home Alone 2. And I've seen both of those many times over the years. I gotta be honest, I think I prefer the second one. I found it more entertaining. There was like so much more going on. It was funny. Mm -hmm. I feel like the pranks are dialed up a notch in this film. Funny you say that because the American magazine Entertainment Weekly. Yeah. They actually had a real medical doctor analyze what the real effects of the injuries to Harry and Marv would be. (laughs) Bricks to the face, as Marv sadly experienced, Mm. would have caused at best brain damage and at worst death. Oh my gosh. Compare that to like, oh no, stepped on some broken baubles. Five bricks to the face of revenge. Literally, it wasn't even a clever trap. It was like, Kevin's just throwing bricks off the side. Like, move out of the way. In the first film, he wasn't putting petrol in the toilet. Do you know what I mean? Right. Hoping that would go on flames. So I know everything that happened to Marv is obviously fake. He doesn't actually get injured IRL. Yeah. But the scene when all the pigeons come flying at them yes. in the park. Yeah. One actually flew into Daniel Stern's mouth. (laughs) And he said it was like the worst situation to ever happen. All those pigeons were trained for like 12 weeks or something. Shut up. To be, you know, film ready. I read it was like 300 pigeons. I read they had their own dressing room. (laughs) Um, Hey, pigeons, what do you want on your rider? (laughs) Bread. Mariah at the back wanted some bagels. Red. <laughs> no, you're not supposed to feed birds bread. You're supposed to feed them seed. You know, as part of my one year anniversary present, my boyfriend bought me a litre bag of bird seed so that we could go to the local park and feed the pigeons. What? I'm not even joking because it was like the greatest experience I think I've ever had. Just the power, you know, Yeah. until you give that bag a rattle and suddenly they all come flying at your face. You are like, oh, this is how I die. <laughs> so shall we roll into the first category? Yeah, like mauve on some pearl beads. So let's kick off with best supporting character. I think we should throw back to a recurring character from the first movie. It is, of course, that poor iron statue that's at the front of the McAllister's house (laughs) that keeps getting knocked over by the cars. Yeah, it doesn't have a credit in the film or speak, but is iconic in his own right. Absolutely. (laughs) So it gets hit by the 
airport transfer car. And honestly, you would think by the second movie, you would know, move it. <laughs> Literally, put it by the door. Stop putting it in such an inconvenient place. Or melt it down because it's ugly. <laughs> There's also the um, music teacher who falls off the piano. Bless her. She's playing the piano and huge parts of the scenery on stage crush her. And if you watch in slow motion, you can tell that it's not a woman that's being knocked off. It's a man because you can see he's got a five o'clock stubble shadow. Really? Yeah. We also have the French guy that's on the plane sitting next to Kevin. Yes. Kevin says to this guy on the plane, like, oh, have you ever been to Florida before? And this guy just responds in French. Some very clever person has translated what the French guy is saying back to Kevin. Okay. If you're interested. I am. What's that? I'm from France and I'm a tourist here. It's my first time coming to America. Do you know a good restaurant? Or maybe your parents know a good place? Why aren't you responding? You speak a bit of French, right? I do not speak English at all. Give me a bit of help at least. My name is Andre. What's your name? (laughs) (laughs) And at that point, Kevin just puts his headphones back on. (laughs) We also have creepy cab driver. Um, he's only in it for a minute and I feel bad for the actor that was obviously cast to play this creepy driver but hey it's a paycheck you know yeah yeah so Kevin like jumps in this taxi at night because he's walking down this lot of like weird people walking around the streets of New York he gets in the taxi shuts the door and goes boy it's scary out there and then this taxi driver with a curious face turns around and goes ain't much better in here kid and Kevin's like ah! pedo driver what the hell does he mean with that Mm. actually there's one character who we don't see who i just think is iconic in his own right herbert hoover (laughs) herbie herbie fully loaded Ah! (laughs) yes so i we have so many people dm our instagram at hey now hey now being like oh my god yes herbie fully loaded like barney you have to review Herbie fully loaded i've never seen this film but in all of season one of the podcast i was going on and on about it so maybe if we get Lindsay on the show then we can talk about herbie then we'll definitely yeah that's the film she's most famous for right yeah. yeah parent what yeah um <laughs> herbert hoover is basically there's that line when cedric one of the concierge he's like you know herbert hoover once stayed on this floor the vacuum guy no the president <laughs> so for that reason herbert hoover is iconic yeah actually on the subject of presidents in the plaza oh i know i almost didn't want to give him airtime but we should maybe just give a shout out to the worst supporting character in homeland 2 donald trump oh Do people in the US know what Trump means? (laughs) Throughout his whole presidency, I've wondered that. Yeah. The whole of the UK have just sat there and been like, your president is literally called Donald Fart. Yeah. And he might not even know. And it's fitting. Sorry. I mean, it absolutely is. So apparently a condition of filming in the real plaza, because they actually did film in the actual plaza Mm. because Donald Trump owned it or he owned like the lobby or something. I don't know. His condition was that oh, I want to be in the movie. And they were like, oh, fine. So I think they kind of had the idea that they would film his little cameo where Kevin asked him for directions in the hotel and they would just cut out the film. But in a test screening with an audience, the audience all like clapped and cheered when Donald Trump came on screen because obviously in 1992... He was just this like wacky tycoon and like people loved him. So they loved his cameo. And then the director, Chris Columbus, was like, okay, we'll keep it in. But now I feel like it should be taken out of all 
future broadcast. I know. See you later. So that's worst supporting character. Of course, best supporting character has to be Pigeon Lady. Oh, yeah. I mean, she's not even given a name, but I don't think you get more iconic than Pigeon Lady. She's Irish. She's Irish. Is that right? (laughs) Have you seen online that (laughs) people think that (laughs) Pigeon Lady was played by Piers Morgan? (laughs) Honestly. I wondered how he got into TV. I knew it. Because isn't he like chummy with Donald Trump? Is it? Maybe that was his in. Oh my God. Maybe they met on set. That's that's why he (gasps) likes Trump because he's got that affiliation. We knew it. We knew it. Honestly. Okay. Google Piers Morgan, Pigeon Lady, Home Alone, and you will see a side by side comparison. It is uncanny. I know. If it's not Piers Morgan, it's Piers Morgan's mum. Bless her. She is actually really sweet. Like what was her story? Why did she become homeless? She never kind of gives context into that. She just tells us that she was in love once she was like yeah i was in love and i had a she says she had a family but then the guy broke her heart and she was like i'd rather live alone than like risk breaking my heart again it's like but you'd rather live under a bridge and live with pigeons yeah what about your family (laughs) literally like surely you had a house where's that gone (laughs) she's like people in the street see me and try to ignore me it's like no shit you've got 50 pigeons on you And you've never heard of a shower. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? They're not thinking, "Hmm, she looks approachable. I actually felt bad, you know, in the scene at the end as well, where he's like, oh, here, I got you this. Probably expecting him to be like, my dad's so rich, I've got you your own apartment or something. (laughs) It's a fucking tree ornament. She's like, I don't have a tree. Where am I hanging it? On my ear? <laughs> One of the pigeons will try to have sex with it. And also, this is a dove. Like, don't show this in front of the pigeon. Yeah. If it was a pigeon ornament, I'd be happy. But <laughs> you've given me a turtle dove. And also, you're never going to see me again. Like, Literally, yeah. Be- if we share the turtle doves, we're going to be friends forever. Literally, she died that night. Also, they were upgraded to that fucking massive suite. Like, put her up. Yeah. Give her a bed. Give her a shower. Exactly. Did you see that bath? Roll top. At least get her a bag of Hovis so those pigeons don't need to be eating grain all the time. Like, where's she getting the grain from? She's spending all her money on grain. That's true. Where's she earning her money? Yeah. (laughs) Blowies under the bridge. (laughs) With cab driver. We're delighted to say that our gift card and gift wrap collaboration with the amazing British illustrator Zoe Spry has done so well. We've designed some Christmas versions for you. So if you go to zoespry.com, that's Z-O-E-S-P-R-Y.com. We've got Christmas cards. We've got notebooks that are perfect for stocking fillers. We've got Christmas wrapping paper. Honestly, this collection is incredible. Check it out now worldwide shipping and if you're quick enough it will get to you before christmas so enjoy mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring 
At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Okay, so now we're going on to most iconic outfits. This film is not short of a Christmas sweater, which, you know. <laughs> Thank goodness, it's all I asked for in a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he's wearing a Farrell bobble hat. He's got his green duffel coat and those classic beige trousers. Mm-hmm. Oh, such a look. Not very, like, Sherpa the Plaza look, is it? No, but you know sometimes when you're, like, so rich that you can dress like shit, but it's okay? <laughs> Who's rich that dresses like Bill Gates, Mark Zuckerberg? Oh my god, Mark Zuckerberg, yeah. He is literally Homer Simpson. He has all of the same outfits. Yes. He opens his wardrobe. <laughs> it's just like grey t shirt. Grey t shirt and a grey hoodie. Oh, come on. Yeah. Well you gotta cover up that lizard skin somehow. <laughs> oh, he's a lizard, by the way. Oh <laughs> he's like fully a lizard. I mean the McAllisters, they dress up and look nice for the Christmas pageant, didn't they? They did. And also, one particular McAllister, Fuller, I don't know if you noticed, but in the last scene where he wakes up on Christmas morning, and obviously <laughs> it's great because he's the only one in this huge double bed and all the other kids are sleeping on the floor because Fuller's still a bedwetter. Mm. And uh, when he jumps up, you can see his pyjama bottoms are a little bit wet. Oh, Bless him. So cute. He's drinking too late. That's his problem. He's drink- Literally, there are like five cans of Coke. In the bed, me. Oh my god, poor filler. Now it's not technically an outfit, but I did want to spotlight Kate McAllister style icon because she looks a little bit different in the second one. She's had a little bit of a glow up. Well, I mean, I assume it's a glow up, but it's the nineties, so obviously it looks awful now. But at the time, she's got kind of like a shorter do, and the front of her hair is literally like a surfer wave. Mm, it's funny you say that because I feel like there's a lot of crimes in this film, and one of those crimes is that haircut. <laughs> It's just got to be a 90s thing. It is a 90s thing, definitely. We should mention Marv's double-sided sticky tape glove. Obviously, in this film, they rename themselves the Sticky Bandits. Yes. 
kind of ingenious. Mm-hmm. So he literally wraps a load of double-sided tape to one hand and he just drops it in a um, charity donation bucket. And he picks out like a whole handful of quarters. I know, but Harry's like, you come all the way to New York and you're going to steal like 14 cents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then he gets into shenanigans with that glove because he just keeps getting stuck to people and then he gets stuck to that woman in the street who like punches yes. him in the face I love her <laughs> oh god she should have been best supporting character oh yeah that's true sassy also just Marv in general in all the clothes that he picks up from other people he actually kind of looks great so he steals a pair of mittens a scarf there's a cowboy hat I feel like there were some earmuffs on the ice rink. Mm-hmm. And also he stole a beanie as well. So all that together, it's a look. Yeah, Marv and Harry love a beanie. They love a beanie. Mm. Especially one that can catch on fire. Literally. <laughs> Guys, if you ever want to leave New York and come to Shoreditch, you will fit right in. Carhartt beanie on arrival. Truly. <laughs> Seriously. But we should award most iconic outfit to the beige coat. And I'm talking about the same beige coat as Pete McAllister's dad, you know, on the guy in the airport. Because that is the pure reason why the shenanigans happen in the first place. Because Kevin's following another snazzily dressed guy. Yeah, this is the problem when you buy your coat from Zara Man. (laughs) You know, everyone's got it. (laughs) Everyone's got it. It was the beige coat, like a similar color scarf Mm -hmm. and kind of similar hair color. Yeah. And Kevin's like, oh, yeah, that's probably him. Yeah. I mean, you know it's going to happen when they run past each other. You're like, oh, no, this is going to happen. The camera just stays with him a little bit too long. You're like, okay, this is someone I need to watch out for. Yeah, Classic. That, Mm. honestly, Kevin's dad has to go to jail for, like, he's just, uh, after everything that happened in Home Alone 1, he's really going to let Kevin run behind everyone else? a year later, on Christmas. On Christmas! I'd be like, you're going to wear those mittens with the string, and I'm Mm going to wear one of them. Yes. And you're going to go right next to me. Because Kevin's kind of running behind because he wants to put batteries in his tape mm. recorder. It's like, Kevin, I will give you all the batteries you want once we're on the plane. Like, you don't need them while we're running through the terminal. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I know Kevin is kind of to blame, but also this dad. Ugh. Oh, yeah. He's 10 years old. Mm-hmm. The parents are responsible. Even yeah. though he's a nightmare, they're responsible. Yeah. But anyway, it's not about Kevin's dad. It's about Kevin's dad's like. lookalikes, beige coat. <laughs> pretty iconic still fashionable today i I literally have that coat in my cupboard right now oh my god i could get it out if i wanted to but i don't yeah i'm tired (laughs) i'm getting old we're getting old yeah i mean we're the same age as his films put us to bed (laughs) do you mean death no (laughs) put me to sleep just not in fuller's bed no So next, let's talk about best musical moment. And I think we should kick off with the New York City montage where Kevin first makes it into the city. We have All Alone on Christmas by Darlene Love playing, which is probably not Darlene Love's most iconic song. And Confession, my favorite Christmas song of all time, is Darlene Love. Christmas, no falling down. Christmas. So good. Yeah, oh my gosh. Do you know what is actually a song from Home Alone 2 that you will recognize? That's not actually in the film itself. 
but it's the trailer <gasps> for Home Alone 2. Yes. Deck the halls with Marvin Harry. Fa la 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 la. Make their Christmas not so merry. Fa la 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 la. Give them bricks and give them wrenches. Fa la 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 la. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> One more Christmas in the trenches. Fa la 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 la. Toss some paint cans down to greet them. Fa la 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 la. Send the toolbox down to meet them. Fa la 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 la. Serve them nails for Christmas dinner. Fa la 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 la. La 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 la. Kevin is declared the winner. Fa la 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 la. Love it. So good. Now, I feel like this trailer was really misleading because it makes it feel like the entire film is just Kevin's traps with Hank. <laughs> Who's Hank? <laughs> You just want to talk about Polar Express. Tom Hank had to sneak in there somewhere. Guys, petition series three of Christmas classics. Please let me talk about the Polar Express. Yeah, the trailer just makes it feel like the whole film is just like, oh, I'm going to get these criminals. And yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's like 20 minutes dedicated to just seeing these poor criminals just getting beaten to death by a range of traps. But there's a lot more to the film than just that. So I felt like the trailer kind of pigeonholed it. Yeah. Pardon the pun. True. <laughs> but you know that films are bad when they do all the good bits in the trailer. Just yeah. saying. That's like a rule, isn't it? That's true. You don't want to give too much away. No. Also, I'd seen this really funny YouTube video of these guys analysing Home Alone 2. And there's a moment where, you know the moment where Kevin's like, yikes, I did it again. When he gets to New York. Yeah. And one of the guys was like, yikes, I did it again. That's my favourite Britney song. <laughs> yikes, I did it again. A pigeon got fed. It didn't want bread. Oh, baby, baby. under the bridge. Got jizz in my eye. I'm not that innocent. <laughs> These guys also wrote when I was younger and watched Home Alone and the subtitles were on. He thought when Buzz called him a shithead, he'd called him a shithead. Shithead. Oh, that's so innocent. He is that innocent. But we also have the song from Uncle Frank in the shower. Oh, that's true. Yeah, so Uncle Frank is in the shower and he sings a song called I'm the Heaviest Cat. Ah, am the heaviest cat, the heaviest cat you ever did see. It happens after that really funny quote with Peter and Kevin. And Peter's like, hey, Kevin, you better go and put your tie on. We don't want to be late for the Christmas pageant. My tie is in the bathroom and I can't go in because Uncle Frank is taking a shower. He says that if I walked in there and saw him naked, I'd grow up never feeling like a real man. Like, like what is he trying to say? That he's got a big shalong. Big shalong. And like, he doesn't want his nephew to see. Oh, see, you weren't at the bridge. <laughs> Look, I'm sorry, he's literally showering with the door open. And I've got the scene in front of me. The door is not locked. The door is open. He's inviting children in to watch him shower. I hate that uncle so much. Mm. He's the worst. But good singer. Do you know who is a really good singer? And I think should be our best musical moment. Tell me. 
is the Christmas boy in the Christmas pageant. <laughs> the caroler. The Christmas boy. He's <laughs> a crown Christmas boy. Okay, he's a choir boy in the Christmas pageant. Oh, that's right. And he is standing on stage on a plinth behind Kevin. That's so right. he's next to Buzz. You know, like, it's the scene where Kevin does his Christmas tree, oh, Christmas tree, lit up like a star. You know, it was just something really cute. Yeah. Buzz is doing, like, the annoying thing with the candles, isn't he? He's, yeah. like, pretending to play the drums on Kevin's head. Yeah. Which, and- I'm sorry, side note, it's not funny. Why He's got the audience, like, cackling... Like, literally, like, rolling in the aisles. It's not funny. I know, this is a cute solo. Are you crazy? Like, this is something that would, like, bring mums to tears. Like, yeah. Respect that. Do you know literally, I mean? putting the light, the, the candles behind Kevin's ears, so you can see the light through. Like, it's not funny to begin with, but, like, they're just dying. I know. So Kevin's got this cute little solo, and then once he's finished, and he literally, like pushes Buzz off the stage and yeah. gets so angry. We've got the boy at the back who goes, Christmas tree, my Christmas tree. Da, da, da. Wow! <laughs> and he gets pushed off the bleacher seating just as, just before everyone else falls off as well. So for that reason, it has to be our best musical moment. Because you'd always get people like that at school. Like, I don't know about your, like, school choir, but, like, you'd always get the people who thought they were the best singers and they would just, like, belt out whenever they had a chance to do a solo. Every class has a Mariah. I'm sorry. And if you can't think of who that person in your choir was, it's you. Yeah. You're that person. (laughs) Sorry to break it to you. All we don't want for Christmas is you. (laughs) Okay, so now we're going into best quotes. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So I'd love to start with our old friend Fuller. We have a couple amazing quotes relating to him. The first one is right at the beginning. You know, it happens in every Home Alone movie. There's that shot that's almost kind of like a time lapse of like all the kids and adults running up and down the stairs trying to pack. Like, oh, where's my sunblock? Where are the passports? Blah, blah, blah. Fuller walks past drinking a Coke and Uncle Frank walks asked him and says hey easy on the fluids pal the rubber sheets are packed come on a year on he should have grown out of this by now you would have thought well that's the conspiracy theory people are saying that fuller did grow out of it but he still wets the bed because he's got a bit of a thing about it almost like a fetish oh because the other scene is when kevin's dad after kevin's refusing to apologize says kevin you walk out of here you sleep on the third floor and then fuller with a can of coke goes yeah with me <laughs> Phil is just really smart and he's like haha I get the king bed if I go in it suckers like you think I'm gonna pee like done it once yes and he just pours a little bit into the bed yeah and he's like Phil is smart man yeah I like Fuller it's always the guys in glasses smart <laughs> I'm wearing glasses today <laughs> <laughs> I think We've got some really cute dialogue between Kevin and like the staff at the New York Plaza. Yeah. There's the bit where um, Cedric the bellman is like to Kevin, do you know how the TV works? I'm 10 years old. TV is my life. (laughs) True. Completely. 
If you're not getting your eight hours a day, then what are you doing? Seriously, I think I've seen every episode of Hey Arthur that's ever existed. <laughs> every day when you're walking it's, down the street. That's just Arthur. Well, I call it Hey Arthur. Hey <laughs> Arthur, but you know what I mean. Oh, you know why I see now? Because at the end it's like, Hey, DW. Yeah. Hey. Whoa. Oh my God. Ah, Arthur is the choir boy. He always has glasses. Oh my god, conspiracy. Choir you, boy is Arthur. You never saw them in the same room. <laughs> Mainly because Arthur's a hamster. Or an aardvark, but he looks like a hamster. Yeah, where's your nose? Where's your schnoz? Aardvark's a crazy man. He's an aardvark without a nose. Yeah. No one talks about that. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Ratburn, he's got enough nose. He could give some to Arthur. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, there's another part where the waiter is serving Kevin ice cream. Yeah, so the guy goes, two scoops, sir. Two? Make it three. I'm not driving. <laughs> What's your favorite flavor? Or like brand, then flavor? I'm going to say haagen Yes, correct. And <laughs> oh, this I actually really like chocolate ice cream. Do you? Yeah, I really do. Love it. I really do. But I think if you're going to have the Haagen-Dazs, probably like pralines and cream. Right? Yes! Okay. Rudy. That's my favorite. But my favorite ice cream flavor is pistachio. Ooh, mm. fancy. There's another hotel bit. Tim Curry, the concierge, is like, and how are we this morning? Fine. Is my transportation here? Out in front, sir. A limousine and a pizza. <laughs> The way he says pizza. I know, and that's the only way I'm going to say pizza from now on. Yes. Pizza. It's the only way. And then also we have the moment where Cedric, bless him, presents uh, Kevin's boxes to him. Your drawers, sir. Jeez, don't flash these babies around here. There could be girls on this floor. I was very careful, sir. You can't be too careful when it involves underwear. I understand. <laughs> what 10-year-old girl is interested in your underwear? <laughs> like, literally, she's like... Oh no, they don't have Snoopy on it. Like, yeah. <laughs> red flag. Well done. Although I bet they were warm at the moment. Oh, nice. nice. There is nothing better than putting pajamas on the radiator. <sighs> Talk to me. Fresh sheets, pajamas on the radiator, have a shower. Bless. Bless. So in that scene where obviously Kevin's living the best life with his dad's credit card, he's watching Angels with Even Filthier Souls. Which is the sequel of the kind of like 1930s black and white movie that we saw in the first film. Yeah, exactly. Gangster Johnny is on TV and he's like, maybe I'm off my hinges, but I believe you. That's why I'm going to let you go. I'm going to give you to the count of three to get your lousy, lying, low down, four flushing car us out of my door one two <laughs> merry christmas you filthy animal and a happy new year uh, there's like one of the yeah. <laughs> like she's dead she is fully dead that was the one for luck literally <laughs> it's christmas it's christmas it's, it's christmas. time for sharing exactly that's so good there was another one when um kevin is initially checking in using his dad's credit card and the woman i think her name is like miss hester something right and kevin says to her so my dad dropped me off here he gave me his credit card and said and whoever was checking people in to let me in the hotel room so i wouldn't get into mischief and ma'am sometimes i do get into mischief and the woman just stares at him and then he goes we all do <laughs> in the I cutest like i don't like i don't even know so cute. cute when kate arrives at the concierge desk what kind of idiots do you have working here the finest in new york 
<laughs> that's amazing and then also later in that scene kate is saying well i'm gonna go out you know and, and like walk around the streets to try and find him and tim curry's character is like madam there are hundreds of parasites out there armed to the teeth do bundle up it's awfully cold outside <laughs> <laughs> she bitch slaps him and he deserves she it. bitch slapped him till yesteryear yeah <laughs> True, truly, truly. Kevin also gets up and gets when he's like making himself at home at the plaza. He goes to find the swimming pool, which wasn't actually they don't, which wasn't actually filmed at the plaza. It was actually filmed in Chicago in a swimming pool. That's right, because they don't have a pool at the plaza, right? Which is insane. Yeah, why not? A five star hotel. Yeah, you should have the whole shebang. Yeah, pool, sauna, and jacuzzi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Although I'll be honest. Sauna and jacuzzi for me. Too hot. <laughs> I can't do it. No, I don't. I don't get it. <laughs> you need to go in one of those like cryotherapy rooms <gasps> that are like really cold. Yes, it's like minus two hundred degrees. Yeah, and just going for a minute and shiver. He kind of goes to the pool and he's like, "What if I bother anyone if I worked on my cannonballs?" <laughs> this just this old guy like sitting in the pool and he's like, "No." <laughs> He just kind of so good. But I admire him for asking. That's very nice. That's very polite. Of yeah. Him. And then his trunks fall off as well. <laughs> He's like, ah, yeah. So Harry and Marv, obviously, <laughs> they're getting absolutely pranked. You better say every prayer you ever heard, kid. <laughs> and Marv's like, I hope your parents got you a tombstone for Christmas. Ooh, dark. So dark. That is really intense. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Kevin! They fell through a hole in the floor. Yeah. See ya. Yeah. Say hi to Jeebus. And then, obviously, there's that iconic bit too where they're climbing down the rope to try and get to Kevin. Yes! Harry, are you wearing aftershave? That's not aftershave, Marv. That's kerosene. The rope is soaked in it. Now, why would anyone want to soak a rope in kerosene? Merry Christmas! Go up! Go up! (laughs) (laughs) They are professionals at being, like, pummeled. They do it so well. Their physical comedy is amazing. And, I mean, I'm not exaggerating. It's, like, 20 minutes of just trap after trap. (laughs) But it's what the audience won. Give it to them. It's insane. This is another Harry and Marv. You know when they're walking up the stairs and they know that last year Kevin threw the paint cans at their face. So they're like, oh, we're not falling for it this time. (laughs) So Harry's like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Don't you remember what happened last year? No. Watch this. Let's get him. Oh, oh, he busted me right in the mouth, Marv. That's one. Don't worry, Harry. I'll get him. Oh, right in the schnoz. <laughs> the schnoz. schnoz. Schnoz is the only way to say no. Yeah. And oh, a bit later on, both of their noses are like bent from oh. when they uh, the toolbox kind of like bashes down the door and there's that scene where they just like crick their nose back into place it's so grim my poor schnoz my poor schnoz this week i've had that feeling where i'm like i really want my back (gasps) clicked really well i'll click it will you when i was re-watching this i was like oh i I want what (laughs) i want marv is having i don't want to fall through a ceiling but i want to feel that that relief i love Flicking fingers. Oh, oh, ah. How, how do 
you manage to do that? It's so easy. You just literally, you just oh, no. push them oh, out. No. Honestly, once you puff, you just can't stop. <laughs> Am I right, Mom? <laughs> On that note, we have to award best quote to Harry. When him and Marv are talking to Kevin, who's on the top of that house that's being restored, Harry shouts out, Sonny, yes, nothing would thrill me more greatly than to shoot you. (laughs) It's just so dark. I love it. I cannot get over it. He's like, I literally want to put a bullet in your face. It just went from naught to 10 real quick. Uh, I'd be scared if I was Kevin. um, He hates his family. He wants to go anyway. Yeah, honestly, like, fine. (laughs) If it's not this, then something else. (laughs) I'll be going down that, like, rubbish chute. How is he climbing up that rubbish chute twice? Like, mate, you would not be able to do that. No way. Now we're going on to our favourite part of the podcast, Can We Discuss? And we've got to start with how Kevin is going to need some serious therapy. Two years in a row. Two years. His family has learnt nothing. Straight from the beginning, it's like, you better apologise or you're going to sleep on the third floor. That literally happened in the first film. Exactly. Like, come on. And then Kate is like, well, be careful what you wish for. Maybe we'll be left alone on Christmas again this year. Like, what the fuck is up with that attic? Like, literally magic after yeah. Whatever he says happens to him. <laughs> so, so bad. And also, if my dad was screaming, $976 on room service? I'd be like, well, I've just had to spend $976 on therapy for nine sessions. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that tree and that amount of presents would have cost way more than $900. Like, we have at least balanced each other out. I know. Well, that was actually Mr. Duncan who gave those. Yeah, but he wouldn't have got those. Oh, yeah, true. Without Kevin. Yeah, okay, that's true. And also, again, you've neglected him and he's in New York. Yeah. And the parents don't really care as much this time around. They literally don't care. He's one of these kids who's just going to be like, everyone outside of his family loves him. And then his family just has decided they hate him, basically. Yeah, they're just not bothered at all. Hate it. The other thing that I really wanted to discuss was the wet bandits arriving on the fish truck. Yes, now that's never explained, is it? No, like, how did they get there? So they somehow got from Chicago prison to, like, the um, meatpacking district in New York City. Yeah. I would love to map out exactly how they did it. Have you ever seen Shawshank Redemption? Yes. I reckon they get into a riot, they fall into a sewer, go through the sewer and end up in the sea. Okay. And they get caught in a big fishing net. (laughs) (laughs) Pulled onto a boat. Lifted on, yeah. And then the fishermen are like, what are you guys doing in here? Oh, you caught us. They escape at the fish market with the tunas laying on ice or whatever. Yeah. And then they jump on a truck headed to a sushi restaurant. I love it. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Yeah, I love it. Well done. Thank you. Great. Yeah, that's my theory. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of New York, I want to just reference the New York montage at the beginning where Kevin's kind of going sightseeing. Mm -hmm. And I've mapped out all the different locations he goes to. Like one shot, he's in Midtown. The next shot, he's in Chelsea. He is going all over New York in no particular order. Like literally from Chelsea, he walked to Chinatown, which is all the way in lower Manhattan. And then he went to Battery Park at the southernmost part of the island. And then he's in Central Park. Like what? 
map out your route, Kevin. You can't just go swanning over every, everywhere you want. He must have been knackered. <laughs> he got his 10,000 steps and some. And some. Um, We obviously have Duncan's toy store and Kevin is going in there and he meets Mr. Duncan. Yeah. And Kevin decides, well, you know, I'm going to I'm going to give you some extra dollars for this children's hospital. And so Mr. Duncan is like, as an appreciation for your generosity, I'm going to let you select an object from that tree that you can take home with you. And then Kevin's like, oh, you know, thank you. Mr. Duncan's like, take the turtle doves. <laughs> Initially, you're like, oh, that's really sweet. He's got a recommendation. But then I'm also thinking, this is a big businessman, the worst selling ornament. He's like, mm, we yeah. need to shift a few of them. Kevin's like, take the turtle doves. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants these. Literally a dollar for two. Like, oh. <laughs> A hundred percent. It's like, really? So we have this really creepy inflatable clown (gasps) that Kevin's kind of gifted at the beginning of the film from his grandma. Mm. And Kate says, you know, oh, you can use this in the pool. And obviously, oh, great. I'm going to play in the pool alone with this creepy inflatable clown. Wow. He then later uses it to put in the shower um, to make it look like his dad's in the shower and scare off the hotel concierge from like finding out that Kevin's in that room alone. If Kevin's bag was in Florida, because we see it on the carousel, all the kids pick it up and say, oh, Kevin's not here. Kevin's luggage is in Florida. So that means that Kevin was carrying the pool float in his hand luggage? Why would you want to put this creepy clown pool float in your hand luggage? Yeah. So weird. What do kids really have to bring with them? Do you know what I mean? (laughs) That's true. And there's actually an annoying part in this film where Mr. Duncan donates all of those gifts to Kevin and make sure they arrive at the plaza for his good deed. Amazing. And um, Buzz is like, Kevin gets to open the first (laughs) present. A second later... He shouts, dig in. Everyone's ripping into theirs. I didn't even see what Kevin got. I don't think he even opened it. Because he was like, oh, I'm going to give these turtle doves to this old pigeon lady. She didn't want that. She wanted a car. (laughs) And obviously, every Home Alone film, it seems that there's like a a moral to the film. A life lesson. The nice moral of this film is like, a good deed erases a bad deed. Mm. Which I think is quite lovely. That is sweet. I hope that we've erased a lot of bad deeds. Because we literally saved an old man's life the other day (laughs) literally saved an 85 year old man on the street like guys this was crazy this literally just happened so we're walking on the king's road in london and this 85 year old man has fallen in a flower bed going help you know sort of thing like his he's got enough energy to kind of like lift his arms but he does not have the strength to actually sit up we lift him up and he's lost his bearings barney and i walk along the King's Road, linking arms, holding a shopping. Anyway, we got him to the station. He nearly fell down, down the, stairs. the stairs to the platform. If we hadn't have shouted to the guards, he would have fallen and I would have absolutely cried my eyes out yeah. because I felt like so protective of this guy. <laughs> but anyway, we saved him. He's called Brian. He lives in Notting Hill. If that is your granddad, God T- bless him. I really hope he's okay. Yeah, and for God's sake, tell him to subscribe and follow us on Instagram. <laughs> You know, it's the least he could do. We saved his life twice. <laughs> and I didn't get a tussle dove from him. No. Oh, bless him. <laughs> Brian. Brian. This one's for you. Yeah, well, I hope he has, like, grandkids. Imagine if they listened. Pretty cute, huh? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. You lovely animals. <laughs>
So now we are on to the trivia round. Let's start off with a really, really easy one. Can you tell me where the family are traveling to this Christmas? Florida. Great plan, Harry. Yes! The Sunshine State, although it actually wasn't. Oh no, it was a rainy state. Yeah. It was an absolute state. (laughs) (laughs) What does Kevin think his grandma Penelope has sent him for the trip? He thinks... She's got him Donald Duck slippers. Yes. Great plan, Harry. (laughs) Honestly, queen of impressions. If you guys have listened to our recent animation series, Emily, week on week, has delivered the best impressions. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Can you tell me the name of the tape recorder that... Kevin is using throughout the movie. Is it like the eye camcorder or something? (laughs) I'm not sure. What kind of idiots do you have working here? It's the talk boy. Fun fact, the talk boy wasn't a real gadget. It didn't it it was created specifically for this movie. But Mm. after the success of the film, some manufacturers actually started selling talk boys so they were literally invented for this film and then they were like oh we can make these wow so they released talk boys and they released um a pink and purple version called talk girl (gasps) it was the 90s it was the 90s okay my question to you what time is the christmas pageant at saint gerard's school 7 p.m yes great plan harry Woohoo! oh christmas tree oh christmas tree <laughs> what color tree did Kate McAllister suggest that Kevin could decorate when they were in Florida? Was it a silver tree or like a palm tree? Both are correct. Are they? Great plan, Harry. <laughs> she says, yeah, we can find a silver tree to decorate or a palm tree. Interesting. So what is the name of Kevin's plan to catch Harry and Marv? It was called Operation Ho Ho Ho. Yes. Great plan, Harry. That's my operation on a night out. Hey! (laughs) What animated movie was playing in the limo when Kevin was driving around town? The Grinch. Great plan, Harry. Yes! Yes! With that really creepy smile. Yeah, and then it like fades into the concierge like... (laughs) Yes! Love it. Tiny teeth, is it? (laughs) He had quite big teeth, actually. Oh. Oh. I don't know. Anyway, what time do Harry and Marv plan to steal from Duncan's toy chest? Do you love a time question? Was it midnight? It was. Great plan, Harry. Yeah. Ding dong. My final question to you. How does Kevin get the police's attention in Central Park right at the end? He sets fire to a firework? Yes. (laughs) Great plan, Harry. He lights some fireworks. He sets some fireworks, yes. yeah. <laughs> My final question to you. What are the names of Kevin's aunt and uncle, you know, who own the house in New York and also who oh. own the house in Paris? Okay, Uncle Rob mm-hmm. and Aunt Jemima. <laughs> what kind of idiots do you have working here? Okay, you get all half a point. It's Uncle Rob and Aunt Georgette. Oh, Aunt Georgette. And you know what? Not far off with Jemima. And I was obviously just thinking about the maple syrup. (laughs) (laughs) You want some more pancakes? 
Yeah. Always. Always. Who says no? Always and forever. Yeah. Perfect. Home Alone 2. I'm very happy to kind of close this Home Alone chapter because I would rather die than do Home Alone 3. <laughs> and 4. Are you joking? Barney would rather have a brick thrown at his face. Yeah. And he would rather fall through a floor. Yeah. Into like green slime. <laughs> and then have like white paint put on him. And then also... Have a pigeon fly in my mouth. And a stapler on his nose. <laughs> Christmas tree, my Christmas tree. <laughs> thank you for listening to the pod. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you. For real, thank you guys so much. If you haven't already, please check out our latest Christmas collaboration with Zoe Spry. We have Christmas cards akimbo. We have gift wrap. And we have these amazing notebooks that are the perfect stocking fillers. And oh my God, they are so affordable. So stock up. While you can. Who doesn't like an A6 sized gift card or notebook? Perfect for your bag, for for an A6 sized pouch (laughs) that you just carry around. This is an exclusive to England. Like this is worldwide shipping. Yes. Can't go wrong. No. Honestly, guys, you will love it. I know. Check us out on Instagram. Leave us a five-star review. We'd be super, super grateful. And hopefully, this is the case usually, people discover us in the Christmas series. So be sure to hang around because we're going to be back to our normal film review antics for season four. Four! Season four will be happening in the new year. So exciting. Very exciting. So I think all we have to say now is Merry Christmas! You filthy animal. And a happy new year. (laughs) Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.